All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I hate to break the fishing news up here, Amchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for, like, an orgasm. You might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Welcome in. Episode 213 of the Real Life Podcast. I extended the word welcome in because I couldn't remember what number of episode this was. Can confirm. Episode 213. I'm Tyler Yaremchuk. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Japa Machinery. Local business in the heavy equipment game. And they're not just in the game, they're running the game. They're the best at it. Go check them out. All your big machinery needs. Japa has you covered. And don't forget, right now, they are running a promotion. It is 10% off. 10% off. And uh, specifically what it is, is I'll tell you once my email opens up here. 10% off their book rates for equipment rentals. That's a banging deal. Check them out. JapaMachinery.com. And now we bring in the usual cast of characters. We're up to 100%. Everyone's here today. Chalmers, Bag Milk, Jay, Wanye. And uh, uh, I'll start with you, Jay, because your Browns got absolutely trounced. Uh, what did you think of week one in the NFL? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that was... Um, so, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid like I do at the start of the new season because anything is possible. You got to. It's the start of a new year. Browns money line plus 350. Jay. Big, big value. No. Smoked it and got smoked. Um, yeah, that was that was frustrating on a lot of levels, um, that game. I, I, I watched the whole thing just because, you know, I'm an Oilers fan, so I enjoy a good car crash. 
Uh, and I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm worried. I really want to believe in Bake, but I don't know if he's got it. He was. I have OBJ. I, as oh, much as I don't like OBJ, uh, I have OBJ on my fantasy roster, and Baker overthrew him, missed through him like every chance he got. He must have targeted OBJ like 10 times and just either threw behind, threw in his feet, overthrew him. Like, like, come on, man. Like, you're a professional quarterback. Like, it's okay if you miss the odd time, but like, Jesus. Yeah. I want that guy to be good so bad I, I because know. of his personality. So like oh, like his commercial, the one where he's, you know, helping the guy put, or they're going to, for the insurance company, they're going to put all the seat covers on because it's going to rain. And then the other one where they got all the small bodies because they don't want to pay. He's got such a good personality. I want him to put it together so bad. I know. That's like know. the wrong metric, though, for your quarterback. Like, I love my quarterback. He's great in commercials. I love my favorite restaurant because the guy drives a blue car. Well, right, but, but he was he was dominant but, in college. Like he's got the pedigree to be a good quarterback, but he's just mentally not there yet. Like you can you can spook him. Like like the, you can, if you rush that guy, he's gonna fuck up. Still, more I want him to be good so that his personality because you can't have a personality like that and be bad. So yeah, he true. has to like he's totally reined it in, and so he has no personality. But wait, is there a baseball player that, for San Francisco that was supposed to be amazing, and they signed a massive deal? Then he was terrible, but he's such a good guy that they keep him around. You're thinking, I think, of Barry Zito, but That's I don't think one. I don't no. think he was marketable. Barry yeah. Zito, good uh, guy in the guy. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm not sure exactly. That's who it is. It's Barry Zito. Oh, it is yeah, Barry, yeah, Zito. Yeah, Barry Zito. Barry Zito was yeah, a good yeah. guy. Um, I really enjoyed week one. My betting didn't go very well. I did okay in fantasy. I won my matchup in our real-life fantasy league. Uh, barely. I beat Dave by, like, six points, assuming he doesn't have anyone playing tonight. He does not. So, uh, yeah, I beat Dave by six points. It was, you know, great win for me. Uh, Chalmers, you are probably in the matchup of the week in that thing, though. You're currently up, you're up by seven on, I believe that's Electronic Jordan, and you have yep. Derrick Henry and the Steelers, Steelers defense. Eight. Going up against yep. Saquon Barkley. That's going to be a good one as well. Saquon Barkley and Melvin Gordon. And oh, he shit. Has, oh, and Boswell. And, oh, fuck. And the kicker. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you might got, be in trouble. He, I might be. He's got three players to my two. Yeah. So, we'll see. Um, but I'm yeah. currently getting stroked by Brad Stepanko, but I'm hoping <laughs> for uh, a big day today. You keep that shit to yourself. I don't want to hear about yeah. your. Yeah, I don't want to hear about your getting stroked by Brad you, do, you live your life, but you live it in quiet. <laughs> That's for your OnlyFans yeah. page. Yeah. Uh, Bag Milk, you won your... We did our uh, real-life pick actually. That's the last football topic I'm going to touch on. Bag Milk, you nailed your pick, though, so congratulations. You feeling like a good degenerate today? That's right. I am uh, perfect yeah. this NFL season. Did you and, did you say mine on the on Thursday? Yeah, I did. So you nailed yours, Chalmers. Jay missed his Damn Browns right, I plus eight and a half. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I, led, I led with my heart on, on, on uh, for week one. Yeah, now, just like now, all good gamblers, you bet with your heart. What were the Week bets here, Remchuk? Week one always. After that, I'm going to be money. Watch. So if you would have listened to Real Life and bet every play we had, you would have been 500 um, because Bag Milk had Ravens minus 8.5 and, and then Jay had Browns plus 8.5. Uh, I had the Eagles minus 6. That one did not Yikes. hit. That was just a shit Yikes. show of a collapse. I cannot believe that. Chalmers nailed his Bills minus 6.5 on Thursday. We'll give our next ones. We'll also do... Uh, another round of really easy NFL trivia with Wanya. Wanya is <laughs> one for so one funny, in his Chalmers. trivia. Well, 
I'm one for one. It was who's the defending Super Bowl champ, and I got no help, and I had to work it out for about 30 seconds until I remembered. Yeah. Oh, good job. So that's got all it, our NFL coverage. We're also and who's, who's the quarterback, Chalmers? My reply was the guy who rolled out the NHL's Diversity Alliance content. <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's how you know him. That's who it is. You are correct. <laughs> yeah, that's, I thought you would have said the guy whose brother's on TikTok a lot. Oh, yeah, he is. His bro- oh, I, I, haven't, I haven't gone to TikTok. Oh, I do yourself a favor and don't. It's oh. the best. You'll lose days of your life, though. I well, if you want the Chinese government to know what's in your head, comrades, I suppose we'll all go on TikTok. Not me. Zuckerberg's already selling them that information. Yeah. Well, Zuckerberg can know what's in my business. He's known since 2008. Mm-hmm. How about Instagram's reels? Those things are uh, those things are quite the uh, time waster for me these days. Holy shit. It's pretty much just TikTok, though. Well, of course it is, but they're right there on my Instagram feed now because yeah. I don't have TikTok. And so, like, man, I, you go down one and you start watching them, but it's just, they really, the minute you watch one video, all of a sudden you have a thousand like that in your feed. Yeah just like that one so i don't like these people staring into the camera and like over emoting and dancing around all weird i find it very creepy that's that is a huge trend on tiktok too the hot babes i'm like okay i I see what we're doing like i get it but the look in their face like they just overact and i find it very creepy there's this girl named uh Go ahead. Sorry. There's this girl named Bella Porch that on on TikTok she gets like she, I think she's got like 22 million followers and that's basically all she does is that like little dance face nod thing. I don't know why, it's, but like I, at the same point, some of them are quite hypnotizing. And you're just like I don't know why I just watched this twice. Well, but it's like <laughs> the Angelina Jolie lip filler. She looks great with it, but everyone trying to be her is creepy as fuck, right? And I feel like it's the same thing with TikTok dances. Like, oh yeah, the lead people are cool. But the 16,000 people trying to look like them are freaking me out. My nieces just walk around the house and walk around anywhere they are, constantly doing TikTok dances with their hands. Like, they're never not doing these dances. Just in everyday things, waiting for something at the microwave, and they're sitting there doing a TikTok dance with their hands. It's America's Got Talent 24-7. Interesting. They've done your nieces, though. Not to sound like a weirdo, because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's okay to say this. I know them on Instagram and your siblings, and they've done really awesome dances in the past. Very choreography with fucking they handstands have. and shit. It's pretty wild. Yeah, I they saw have. My, they, I but. saw my first TikTok dance out in the wild when I was at Superstore last week. <laughs> what? <laughs> Please yeah, share. Yeah. I, I, yeah. There's nothing really to share. I was just kind of like, I was waiting at the deli, and I look over, and there was these two girls. They had their phone set up on like one of the aisle things, and they were doing a dance, and I knew exactly what they were doing. The embarrassing part, though, is that I knew which dance trend they were working on because that's how much I'm on TikTok. <laughs> God damn. I'm proud of you that you left your house. Thank you. Yeah. I do have to. I do have to eat, Chalmers. That's basically the only place I go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we talked a little football off the top. We're going to continue that in about 30 minutes with our good friend Scott Hastings from Odd Shark. Going to get caught up on week one. Going to talk a little bit about the conference finals as well. I sat on my ass and watched football all day on Sunday. And I totally forgot there was hockey on. I got the little alert being like, Lightning, take a 3-1 series lead. I was like, oh, shit, there was a game on this whole time. And all I was doing was sitting on my couch. But the that's NFL just dominates. That's such a silly scheduling, NHL. Oh, like, dumb, 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 week dumb. one of NFL, and you put it right in the teeth of when all the games are being played. Yep. The witching hour. It started uh, right at the witching been, hour. Yeah, there's been some weird, like, like I said, the NHL's done a lot of great things with all this. But there's some of their schedules have been really whack. Yeah. That's been weird. They're really trying to compress it, aren't they? They're just really trying to get these games in. 
Uh, Chalmers, you watched football yesterday, I'm assuming, but you also got caught up on Love is Blind. Oh, my God. No, it's not Love is oh, Blind. Oh, Love Island? Love Island. Okay. So my day yesterday consisted Ooh. of going to uh, hockey evaluations for my seven-year-old and then got home just in time to watch football. And then for the for the afternoon games, I went to my brother-in-law's house. And so we didn't have the problem of not being able to watch the hockey game. He's got four TVs on his Whoa. wall. So we watched all three football games and the hockey game at once with the volume on my Arizona Cardinals versus his San Francisco 49ers, which was oh, a well great, done. Game. great game. Yeah, it was an awesome game. Um, and then I went home and I watched the, the Sunday Nighter. And after that, I had to catch up on Big Brother. And I don't know if anybody else is PVRing Big Brother, but I did the cardinal sin that you do not do at the beginning of football season. And that is I did not extend my PVR. And so the football games go late. Therefore, my hour block of Big Brother was 30 minutes of 60 minutes and then 30 minutes of Big Brother. So I was able to go to the 9 o'clock and, and, and record the last half of it. Yeah. Well, what that did was when that finished, Love Island started. And I've never seen this show, but I was kind of just sitting on the floor and like stretching and didn't remote was far away. So I didn't change it. I watched it for five minutes and from about 10.35 to 10.40. And I didn't go to bed till midnight. I watched the whole goddamn thing. I <laughs> I felt like shit about myself. I constantly was looking in the mirror, wanting to, to figure out where it all went wrong. I was addicted, man. It was awful. And, and then you so and then you were ripping. texting group chats galore. Like, a lot. To lure, trying to lure other people in so you weren't the only one. So you know how you know something grips you is when you want to talk to other people about it. And I was sitting there trying to find anybody that was watching this show. Uh-huh. Because the things that were happening on this show, it's it absolutely genius. <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to put a bunch of people in a loft in Las Vegas. And we're going to make it out of a pool. And basically all they're going to do all day is they're going to wake up. They're going to get ready. They're going to eat breakfast. They're going to work out all day and lay around in the sun. And you know what we're going to give them is lots of wine. Because they were these chicks were guzzling wine. Yes. And so, what's the best thing to do when you're when you're when you're tipsy after about three drinks? Get a is, sombrero. Oh my God! Can, how about you confront every guy on the show that's ever like done a bad <laughs> thing, and they blow up, and they put them in these positions where they like have to do something bad because they you know for the show, and then they all just get drunk and confront each other about it. It's unbelievable. That sounds pretty awesome. So what's that the, sounds right in my wheelhouse, to be honest. What's the point of the show? So, okay, there's... Were you so lifting your M truck? They confront each other nonstop. Finding okay. love. And here's the real okay. twist. They send, That's like, the point. Four, they send four girls and four guys in. And at the very beginning, without even meeting these people, you got to pick a mate. you got to pick somebody. And that person you spend the week with. That's your person for the week. You sleep in the same bed with them. You sleep, you know, all in the same room. You are supposed Ew. to do everything with these people. You go on dates. <laughs> But then oh, yeah. what they did was they took the guys and they took them to another place where there was four new girls and they took and they brought four new guys in for the girls. And at the end of that week, you had to make a decision. Did you want to recouple with one of the people that was there or do you want to go back to your original person? So like the per- the, the girl sitting there and she's like, OK, well, I want to stick with this guy. I want to recouple with this guy. And then they're like, OK, well, let's see if he made the same decision. And this poor guy's got to walk in. And either have the girl with him, which would be devastating to the girl if she didn't want to recouple, or he walks in solo and he's now in that house solo. 
Man, it reminds me of the summer chalmers. I lived in that religious cult. <laughs> this is how we picked a mate. <laughs> so they, the, the best. So I caught Raiden right when they had this really uplifting thing. The girl was like, I, I realized how much I love this guy. And he comes <laughs> back. He loves her too. He has to confess that he kissed the girl, but whatever. Mm. They're together. It's a beautiful moment. And then the next one, the girl chooses to recouple. And the guy that she was with for the first week comes back with like the teddy bear and was like, oh, I thought about was you for the week. And she's like, oh, my God, what did I do? It was just and they're all drunk. So they're all stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just it was just fireworks, man. And it was just it was a lot of fun. Girls crying yeah, yeah. all over the place. Guys really are showing their emotions. It's just a great show. Chalmers, let me say Try this it. sounds like absolute trash. And I love it. It is. It is absolute trash it's not really on brand for the things that i like to watch but it's like this it's like the first episode of any good series if it's if it's okay it'll grip you and you're into it right um and this it was just like that man it got me now do i have to catch up on this show or can i jump right in i need this was this is season two episode 16 and i was half hour into the episode i saw one one minute and i was so so the answer to that would be no you know all right i'll watch this with you next week chalmers yeah, it's long. It's every night too. I, like, or it's, there's like two nights they don't have it on. It's five nights really? a week. Wow, it's Jesus. it's an investment. I don't think I can keep this up, but I'm telling you, like, if you wanted to just sit down for a little bit and watch absolute garbage, that just so if you need to take over your brother-in-law's TV array and stream multiple episodes at once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, that'd be hard to keep up with. I could hardly keep up with the. You know, who's crying Imagine you just one. like your head yeah. snapping between TV channels as <laughs> women named Claire are throwing their heels at each other in four different episodes. Here's the single best part of it. So the girl, the girl that recoupled is when they go to their sleeping quarters, they're sleeping in a bed, and the yeah. guy who's single now is sleeping in the bed across from them. That's they're awkward. all in the same oh, room. It's Jesus. So messed up, man. Are people banging? Uh, well, I'm sure they are, but I'm sure they're doing it like in space, like at nighttime, they put them all to bed at the same time. They oh, all have yeah. to go to bed oh, at the same my. time what? and they all have to wake up at the same time. And the way they wake them up is they just open the shutters, man. And the <laughs> Vegas sun just beats down on these people and they're usually hung over and look like crap. It's so good. Oh, this gives me a new show idea. It's big brother, but they add way more alcohol. Oh, geez. Well, I'm if you saw Enzo in his white claws, you would think that they're... I think they just keep getting people that don't drink for Big Brother. They used to be able to drink on that show. Uh, Christmas yeah, but they were having it. issues. They're liability issues. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. In what way? They were just concerned about like people fighting or uh, boy and girl problems or who knows what. Uh, lawyers have to ruin everything, don't they? Wow. Yeah, lawyers. Yeah. It's, everything yeah. gets ruined. Uh, Chalmers, you mentioned you were in uh, hockey evaluations. What that? What's that process like in the middle of COVID? Okay, so it's a lot different. Um, basically, you have to sh- you get dressed at home. We never were big dre- get dressed at home family, um, but you're basically getting your kids fully dressed at home. You're not allowed to show up uh, any more than thirty minutes before. But what's the point if you're fully dressed? You show up ten minutes before because the parents are allowed to go in with masks. Only one parent can come from each household. Uh, you put on their skates and they put on their helmet. When they put on their helmet, they can take their mask off. They then sit in the dressing room. The minute you're done their skates, you have to go outside the arena until the session starts. You then have to go to the stands. 
socially distanced, cannot stand at the glass. You have to be in the stands. Between every half an hour or hour ice time, depending on what level you are, they have custodial staff disinfecting the whole stands. And so that's why they're trying to keep the amount of people down. That's why they're trying to keep people confused. What? They're wiping down the stands? The whole thing. So I was at coordination. And God, they're when not I'm, even going to do anything. It's airborne. Anyways, yeah, go on. So when I'm, well, yeah, when I'm at coordination or Bill Hunter, yeah. you're usually seeing like one custodial staff member uh, there at a time. Um, I saw four at each place. So wow. they're obviously the money, you know, that they're spending is probably a lot higher to get this stuff done. Um, but other than that, I mean, the evaluations are kind of exactly the same as they always were. You know, for the younger kids, seven to eight years old, they're in novice and they're just going out there for 15 minutes. They're on the ice, but they're really only doing two drills and being timed at it. And so they actually are skating for what amounts to maybe four minutes uh, a kid um, in two different sections. And then the minute you're done, they get out. You take their helmet off, their skates off, and you just get the heck out of there. Um, so that's how it is. And we haven't really been told as to how we're playing. You know, I, I believe that some of the community leagues have said that they're not actually going to play other community leagues, that they're only going to play each other. Um, but if you have a kid in novice tier one and there's only one novice tier one team, what are you doing, right? Like, if there's two novice tier one teams, are they just going to play each other all year um so is that a humble, a humble break chalmers no uh, I, he, he's not in novice tier one i'm just uh, no, no 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 he's not in novice tier okay. one sure he's just i'm just okay novice tier four because uh, in novice tier four they sometimes they have like three or four teams because there's there's probably 140 to 160 novice age kids which is which is u9 so seven to nine um so but I, there was another i heard a rumor that they were going to take all the kids and just make like 10 even teams Oof. so there would be tier one kids on it tier two tier three yeah the face that your m chuck just gave even though yeah. it's a podcast is one of uh yeah a little bit of a win you know i'm not sure how that's going to work the development's going to be stunted for you know the top and bottomers well, not even man that, when like, we pay the price for this shit the 2032 draft but not even development, yeah. just like the enjoyment i think of myself at that age not being a good player if i suddenly had to like play out of my element or with kids who were just like embarrassing me every game, even if they're on my own team, right? Like that wouldn't be fun. No, it'd be totally yeah. demoralizing. I mean, so here's my, my son is now in first year, Adam, and he, I thought it would be a really good idea for his, um, just his development and just for him to get an idea of what there's a massive growth spurt that happens. I believe at the age of 10 years old, because second year novice, or second year Adam kids, which is they become like 10 and 11 years old, they're way bigger and way stronger than the nine-year-old, right? So I just wanted him to see. So I had him go into the tier one Adam tryout and it was eye-opening for him. He saw a whole new world of hockey player. Kids that were in grade five when he's in grade four are light years ahead of him because they've had that growth spurt, right? So if you were to do that in Adam, where you've mangled up everybody, the, the the top and the bottom, the difference in that spectrum would be enormous. And I'm not sure how that would work. So it's going to be an interesting year, man. Uh, you know, I, there's been not much communication. I don't blame them for it because it's a difficult situation to deal with. Um, but so we're just going through tryouts, I think, just like we normally would. And then we'll find out in about a couple of weeks what's going to happen. 
there's no right solution. I think the big no. thing is just like just create something that just gets the kids able to play hockey, and then just try to create the best version. But there's no there's no right solution. Yeah. There's one thing I'm seeing these kids rolling with literally these days that I wish I had as a kid, and that's those rollerblade skate guards. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what coolest thing ever. Oh wow, that's that is genius. Oh my yeah. god, so those I, kids I are getting wheel those in. Kids are getting like, I would have been a home dresser until right now. Wow. Yeah, I'm seeing kids get straight out of the car with them on. And yeah. then they're just rollerblading into the rink. You know, oh. sometimes I watch them try to navigate the stairs, and that's a little difficult. But, they, you know, yeah, it's pretty cool. They're hard to find right now. You can't. They're, oh, I bet you they're in short supply. Yeah, anything yep. like home, uh, optimizing home dressing life, I bet you is long off the shelves. Uh, oh, yeah. So, Chalmers, I, I was talking to Jay before we started recording, but are you no beer league for you guys this year? Because you would have had to choose, right? You can't coach and play beer league? So, I can't coach or play beer. So, so you can only do one thing yeah. that's a cohort sport. Mm-hmm. So, I have two kids in hockey, which I have been coaching ever since I, they started. And if I coach one, I can't coach the other. Damn. And vice versa. Gotta but if choose I, a if favorite. I play, Who's the better I, player? Yeah, if I play men's league hockey, I can't coach either of them. So, um, I'm kind of glad. I, I don't know what's happened with our league, but our league was like, it was on and then it was off and then it was on again. And I'm not sure our team has taken the year off because it, there's a lot of people in my position. And I think a lot of people that were just nervous to be in the ring. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so my beer league's on and last night I had our managers meeting and they laid out basically like the return to play protocol. So to stay in the cohort, basically our schedule is going to be for a two-week, and I really hope I'm getting this right for the CCRHL's sake and I'm not spreading bad info, but what I got from the meeting was for basically two to four weeks, you're going to play the same two teams. So you'll play them each three times or whatever, and then you get a two-week break for you to like rest and become like un-COVID, like, so you can be eligible to enter a new cohort, and then for the next five weeks or whatever, four weeks, you're going to play the same or a different set of two teams for the whole five weeks and you get two weeks off and then it's that process to make sure you're not playing the same teams all year but it's basically like yeah you got to play the same team for like three four weeks or same two teams for three four weeks and then you get a break and then you're back with new teams i don't know it, it was interesting well, can, to sit there i can assure you i can guarantee you rec league hockey fights in that model yeah. Are going yeah. to skyrocket. That's okay. exactly what I was just gonna say. So, are you ready for some of the stuff they laid out? Because you're you're gonna laugh at this. So, I uh, can't be in the ring thirty minutes prior or until thirty minutes prior. Standard need to have a mask. Spectators are allowed. They need a mask. No showers and no water fountains. Apparently, which is interesting. Um, they're limiting your roster size. There's no spitting on the bench. And if you're caught spitting on the bench, or if the guy comes in to clean your dressing room after and sees spit everywhere, they'll fine you. So you're being told not to spit, which, again, makes sense. Fair. Uh, you yep. need to close the door behind you when you leave the penalty box because the attendant won't do it. So you need when your penalty's out, you need to, like, reach in and slam the door, and then you can go back on the ice. Um, the last yeah. one here, this is – and I was confused about this one. I didn't ask more at the meeting. I should have. So what I got is referees are being told they do not have to break up scrums. They can just – they oh, do not need to get in Oh, there. boy. So Perfect. they're putting – so it is your job to break up the scrums. Yeah. So yeah, you're gonna let the people up. creating the scrums have to break up the scrums. No. <laughs> so let me let me change let me change my statement. 
hockey brawls, full <laughs> line brawls now are going to be skyrocketing. So refs can. Like, I, they're not being told they aren't allowed to. I guess they're being told they don't have to is how I'm interpreting the rule. And they're putting in a strict third man in. So if there's a scrum, you need to go in and only grab your guy. And if you grab the <laughs> other guy, you get a penalty. So, like, you need to ref yourself in these scrums potentially. Or the ref could just be like, fuck it, I'm going in. But... Playing the same team three times, like my team is, in like a two and a half week span, and expecting there to be no scrums at all. Oh boy, that's asking yeah. a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, and that's just like the nature of the beast. That's just competing. So yeah. it'll be funny to see how that goes. Like I'm, 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 I'm shocked they didn't put like crazy fines around fighting to try to uh, mitigate this potential powder keg. That's just boiling right now uh they did have to say if you spit on another player you are done for the year no questions asked he said they had to kick that one should be, that should be that, every year yeah like that should be in the nhl but he said that they had to kick one player out of the summer league because he spit on someone i'm like can you imagine that like yeah like you guys said at the best of times spitting on someone is awful and should not be done can you imagine in a global pandemic being like hey fuck this guy and then just like spitting a loogie in his face what a loser uh, yeah um, so yeah, my beer league season gets going on Wednesday actually, and uh, uh, it's I'll report back with how many scrums there are, but it will be uh, it'll be interesting. Very maybe interesting. set up a camera in there somewhere so we can uh, throw that up on hockey fights. For, for yeah. anybody that doesn't know why we think scrums will be, it's when you play a team and there's some bad blood. Usually in rec league hockey, you don't have to play them again for like another two months, yeah. and so that goes away and you forget. But when you're playing the same team like three times in two weeks, yeah. That stuff's going to carry over, and people aren't going to forget. We have back-to-back games at one point. We play on a Sunday oh and then the Monday. So, like, if there's Crash. a scrum on that Sunday game, you're going to be thinking about it all day at work the next day. Oh, yeah. Or happens, and you're going to be ready to explode come that game you're, on Monday. You're, you're going to think about what the trash talk you want to yeah. bring to specific people, and you're going to think about what dirty cheapness you can execute on. And that's just the way beer league hockey goes. Um, hey, that's just sport. It's okay. Before okay, we got Scott Hastings. Before we do that, I want Chalmers to tell his Seven Eleven story because I hyped it up on the Instagram. Before we oh, do that, yeah. <laughs> before we do that, need to let everyone know episode two thirteen real life podcast brought to you not just by Japa but by Oodle Noodle as well. And I saw some sweet pictures online of some skateboards that you guys had designed. Uh, Jay, Wanye, do either one of you want to tell me what's going on there? I want to know more. We are so next level at Oodle yep. Noodle that we reached out to a local company called Olive. And Olive is a legit in the skateboard world skateboard company. Edmonton, Spruce Grove, Sherwood Park. Where are they, Jay? Spruce Grove. Spruce Grove. And we're like, hey, I don't know if you'd be interested in doing this, but we're Oodle Noodle and we want to do a skateboard. And they were like, we love Oodle Noodle. We'd be honored. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. So. We're making a snowboard and a skateboard and a hoodie and a t-shirt and a hat. And we're going to do like a limited time offering and uh, put skateboards and stuff up in our stores and make them look rad and give away stickers and shit. Who's, who's designing that stuff? Olive. Olive. We went over oh, that. Oh, well-respected yeah. skateboarding company. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wicked. I didn't know. I mean, I thought maybe they were just making it and you're like, oh. you guys No, they did the design. They did the design. They were like, we know exactly what we want to do. Like, I didn't even have to do anything. Amazing. I thought you were going to get the mayor of Moose Jaw to do it, JR. I sent him one today. Oh, did he's you? Been, he's been consulting with me at all points. And I, like, uh, I couldn't think I of like, anybody better. 
can you do a street check and see if the streets agree that this is a legit company? And he's like, oh, yeah, I talked to a couple of guys. They're legit. Nice. Yeah, he's boarding like crazy. Anytime he has a day off in the summer uh, and the and if the kids are in school, he's uh, he's he's back to being a boarding dad. That's Jared's cousin, by the way. Ah, yeah. the mayor of Moose Jaw. Not That's actually his Instagram handle. Well, he could be if he decided. Oh. <laughs> I had uh, he just put his name in the hat. Give it time. He may be. Uh, I had an aunt who was the mayor of her small town in Alberta for like eight years. And this is a small town of like, I think a thousand people. And she went from like running a day home or whatever. And was like, I'm going to run for mayor. She ran for mayor and did a great job of it for eight years. It's an interesting side of politics. Small town mayorship. My dad was the mayor of uh, Legal, Alberta for about eight years. Your dad? My dad, yep. Really? Now people are going to be able to find out who you wow. are. Wow, a power family. You were the mascot of the school, and your dad was the mayor. Yeah, that's right. Jeez, you guys had Absolutely. that town in your palm of your hand. Multi-talented. Sometimes I think about going to a small town that has like one commercial building that's for sale <laughs> and moving in there and being like, now I start doing things here. And then being like 100 and it's a town of 5,000 people now and everyone's awesome. I don't think I'm anyone... I'm two hills. Um, yeah, two, I got family on two hills. So if you need a place to crash, um, I'm sure they'd say no to me, but you know, I know people there. Um, One notable people from Legal, Paul Lorio. Look at that. Yeah, that's true. Paul Lorio, I actually, <laughs> I actually knew, I actually know where Paul Lorio's house was too. Yeah. Um, notable. One of my favorite things about two hills though, specifically Wanya, if you want to go in there and become maybe a mayor type candidate. No, no, but I'd never run for mayor, but I have a proxy. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I'd be is, like, oh, it fills the mayor now because I say so because I'm in the only building in town. One of my favorite things I ever read, well, actually, there's two about two hills. One, depending on what day Halloween falls on, which is good <laughs> looking forward, they will never have Halloween on a weekend in two hills. They move it to the Friday. Hold on. You can't. What? How can you change the date of Halloween? Because two hills has that kind of clout. Yep. Yeah. Two hills. Uh, they'll just move it. They'll move it yeah. on you. If no. it's if it's December or October 29th, you're going out for Halloween. Also, uh, this review of the Two Hills Pool is probably my favorite thing on the internet. Why do you have this at the tip of your tongue? <laughs> I bookmarked this when uh, Chris, the intern, bless his soul, when he used to work for us, I had this bookmarked on my laptop, so I would read it to him every All night. All right, go on, go on. Uh, Two Hills Pool. Very nice pool. Lovely people. But I got athlete's foot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chris, the intern from. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How often did you guys read this to each other? Uh, I wrote at least once a week, probably for a while. It was, wow. it was my favorite thing that I found oh. on the internet. Wow. Isn't the, isn't the Halloween thing even one step further? It's also like you can only trick the treat between like the hours of 3 30 and 4 30 or something like that. Yeah, it's like 5 and 7 or something like that. Yeah, well, I have the bylaw saved on my laptop. Very controlled. Why are you town? so into Halloween in Two Hills? Because you know what? Sometimes you find these little nuggets of gold from a small town, Alberta, and you, you cherish them. And in I my think, town, with only one building, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to start up a food truck, and it's open until 7 in the morning. Who's going to tell me different? Nobody will. So, Chris, the intern from Two Hills, I have family in Two Hills, and it turns out my aunt actually taught Chris, the intern, when he went to school. Small world. <laughs> So, I uh, matched with a girl on uh, on one of the dating apps. I don't remember which one at some point. And there was a picture. A gr- one of the pictures of, was the group <laughs> shot of us from uh, Winnipeg when we went to the Heritage Classic. Seriously? And she says, yeah, yeah. And she says, I know that guy that's standing beside you. And it was Chris no. the intern. 
Yeah. You put Chris the injured in your dating app photos. That's it was a cool. It was a cool photo. Greasy, greasy. Am, am I in your dating app? Serial killer. Well, you didn't come with us to Winnipeg, did you? Yeah. Are you trying to use Chris the intern to meet ladies? Are you actually, hoping maybe girls think you're Chris the intern and melt for you? That's actually, fair. I'm pretty sure. I, I, I need to look at the photo again, but I'm pretty sure Jay is also with. Wow. Well, if it's a group, how I'm do they know which it, ones? Yeah. What what guy they're talking to then? Yeah, just because guess. there are multiple photos. <laughs> It's not just. Uh, it's not that I just put up one group photo and it's like pick, choose your own adventure. It wasn't like that. Well, yeah. bang milk. If, if I'm in Which the photo, one are you how, am I, get? how am I doing on the app? You're assisting like crazy. Yeah, <laughs> assisting like crazy. I, I need. I need all the assists I can get. You know. Oh, That's fair. I mean, all I, right. You want this? Yeah, I want this story. I want this Seven Eleven story before it's we get not, Scott okay, Hastings. So I was a little. I was a little uh, nervous when all of a sudden I saw you say a great story. It's not. It's, it's more of one of those stories that I was going to jump on and just tell because I have awkward encounters at places. It's what you um, do. It's what I do, and I don't ask for it, but I see them coming, and I think almost sometimes <laughs> trying to stop them from happening creates them even worse. Like and that one so, of Tim Hortons that you had with a guy? That was a good story. No, like a girl paid for my shit? Yeah, that <laughs> You know, try to be a nice guy. Anyway, so this is also going to enlighten on how my fitness regimen has been lately because I went into 7-Eleven, of course, to get my Slurpee and it was lunchtime. And I don't know if you guys have tried the pizzas at 7-Eleven. Not bad. Okay. Not bad. <laughs> what they've done is they've now gone to mini pizzas. So they're small and they're two for five bucks. And when a 7-Eleven and you're trying to be quick and you want a pizza, they, they'll do. Okay. Now I, I, I like my pizza a little crispier. And so when I look at them, if they've been sitting in there a little longer, that's an A1 pizza for me. Okay? <laughs> so there was two crispy pepperoni pizzas that I could tell had been sitting there for a couple hours right up my alley. So I say to the girl, can I please have those two pizzas? She says, and there's a language barrier here, and that's where the story, that's kind of where this whole story arises from. She says, I'll make you two new ones. And I said, oh, no, that's okay, because I know what she's going to do. She's going to put them in the, in, the, in the oven for two minutes. They're going to come out doughy as all fuck, and I'm going to hate them. So I say, no, no, I just want those two. And she goes, no. And she turns around, and she pops two in the oven. They're the mannequins. You don't, you, you can just, I'll just take those two. And she walks into the back room. So she's now not there anymore. The manager comes out, and she goes, uh, can I help you? Almost like the girl went back and was like, this guy is a problem. Huh. And so she goes, like, can I help you with something? And I'm like, yeah, no, I just want to buy these two pizzas. I want these two crispy ones. And she goes, well, they're crispy. They're too hard. And she grabs one and knocks it against the, 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 the countertop. And I'm like, okay, but she's making me two new ones, and I don't really like them doughy. So I just would like the crispy ones. And she goes, no. And she crumples them up and throws them in the garbage right there. What? And I was like, what are you doing? So I'm, I'm sitting there now. The two pizzas I want are in the... Uh, in the garbage, and I'm now waiting, which I... I would run away doing. and steal a Reese's pizza on the way out. Oh. The whole reason I'm getting pizza at 7-Eleven is because I don't want to be waiting. So now I'm waiting. And inevitably, I know that those pizzas are going to come out, and they're going to be soggy as hell. So the manager <laughs> opens the oven after throwing the pizzas in the, in the garbage. I'm like, I would have, uh, you know, and I don't want to make a scene. People are coming in. I'm in my mask. And I go, okay, whatever. She puts the pizzas in the box with her back to me. She hands them to me. I open them up. Literally, they're not. They're the color of dough. They're dough. And I go, I'm not eating these. Like, if I'm going to eat like shit, I want to enjoy it. 
I want to enjoy this pizza. I know I'm going to hate every <laughs> bite of it. So I say to her, uh, excuse me, I like them crispy. I've said that already. Can you just put these back in the oven and cook them again? I've and mentioned goes, this to you. And she looks at me and goes like, oh my God, you're such a pain in the ass. And I'm like, I wouldn't have been if you just gave me the two crispy fucking pizzas. I'd already be gone. She puts them back in the oven. Now she goes into the back room. The other girl then comes out and I can fully tell has no idea I haven't gotten the pizzas yet. They're still in the oven. The buzzer goes off. She just continues to help people. I'm just standing there. I People coming in. Like I said, I didn't want to create a scene. So finally, people all walk out and I'm just there and I go, I still haven't gotten the pizzas yet. They're in the oven. <laughs> so she turns around. She puts them. And I've been waiting for like seven, eight minutes at this point. She picks them. She, I can't see how they look. She puts them in the boxes. She gives them back to me. I'm pretty sure the manager forgot to put on the oven again because they look exactly the same. So what do you do? Uh, just shut up and eat your pizzas, I guess. I just walked out. I threw the fucking pizzas in the garbage, and I went back, and I went, and I just drank my Slurpee for lunch. But oh. that is just like, it was, I, honestly, from the time I got out of my truck and got out of, got back in the truck, it was 15 to 16 minutes I was in there. And I got nothing but a Slurpee. I, just, <laughs> I love the idea. The power they showed you, Chalmers, over you, oh. for you to want to buy the pizzas that they don't want to sell, to then go so much as to throw them in the garbage. Something they thought they couldn't sell, someone wanted to buy. And they I looked in the them. eyes and said, no. I made it so clear. I wanted them. And she rolled her eyes and was like, they're too hard. And I'm like, <laughs> what do you want me to say? I know how hard they are. I have fucking eyes. I can see them. I want them. <laughs> and, I, and so then I'm just like, some people like their pizzas crispy. Like, you know, and she's just looking at me like I'm the biggest weirdo ever. And all I wanted was the two pieces I bought. That's it. Wow. Well, Chalmers will be happy to know that 7-Eleven is on Skip Edition for all of you. Well, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm never, I'm yep. never eating pizza at 7-Eleven again. This is the type of thing that makes me never get it again. My favorite part is that you were, this is like, this is a sober story. This isn't like you were yeah. wasted at 7-Eleven going to buy some pizza. Dude, you guys were literally doing the podcast and I had just gotten out of a meeting and I was just going to grab something so I could get back to the house and get to work. And like, this was Thursday at one o'clock. <laughs> No, I was definitely sober. It felt like I was drunk. I felt I was dizzy afterwards, man. That's yeah, you're starving. Yeah, yeah you're no. famished. That's famished wild. and disappointed doesn't. Oh, it wasn't, it uh, wasn't that great. was worth the wait. It's, it's, it's just you sit in your truck afterwards and you look at your Slurpee and you're just like, "What just happened?" Chalmers, the image of the I person have... looking at you and then throwing the pizzas you wanted in the garbage <laughs> is great. Right the garbage. <laughs> like, I also like, look. I like the visual of. I like the visual of semi-disappointed Chalmers quietly drinking his Slurpee when there should have been the smell of pizza in the air. Yeah, oh. I was mad. Was oh, so my God. Heartbreak. So, anyways, so that's another, you know, I'm, I, I, because of COVID, I'm not going into a lot of places and having awkward experiences. So, yeah, that was one. And I just, God, man, I just absolutely hate them. Actually, they're kind of fun when you're when it's all said and done. They're, like, funny, but, yeah, that was pretty weak. That was good, Chalmers. Oh, man. Um, related to pizza, my favorite beer to get, because I always, you know, I'll, I'll usually get like a nice craft beer, but then I also want something that's just chuggable for if I'm, you know, playing slow pitch or trying to get really turned up on a weekend. I like buying the brew house Pilsners and right now the promotion, or it has been this way for like four months. I think you get a free Famoso pizza with each box of beer 
So, of course, over the last five months, I've been drinking like crazy. So, I have like 12 free pizzas to Famoso. And I don't know what to do with all of these big-ass coupons. They just sit here. I will take half of them. Give them away to our listeners, Ramchuk, you asshole. As a real pizza connoisseur these days, uh, I got to say, Famoso Pizza, on the downhill. I like it. Ooh. Uh, they've got a red arrow pointing down next to their name in my pizza Ooh, range. Geez. Wow. It's real. Oh, really? it's real That's a highly, highly touted index. Who's moving up? Oh, Seps is number one these days, man. I, eat, I ate a Seps yesterday. I literally just ordered them for myself. I get that one. It's called the uh, Apulo. It's got nothing but uh, Suprese, uh spicy sausages. It's got uh, jalapeno peppers and honey, drenched in honey. Oh. You know what I like so that they good. do at Seps? Is I think they season like you know like sometimes they toss the dough in like in in flour, but oh yeah, I I think they season that flour because there's like there's an undercoating of seasoning on the dough. Oh, oh yeah, nice. and it, it also helps it cook. Like so, I don't like a I don't famoso. I'm really sorry, but when I pick up my Vesuvio, I don't want it to go limp and then just all the toppings fall off. It. Well, like, we've we've clearly identified you like crispy pizza. I like crispy yeah, pizza. Yeah. I don't want doughy pizza and. Like steps is just a crispy bit of goodness. Yeah, it's great. All right, so it's up there. It's it's number one on the list. So uh, yeah, there you have it. That's where we transition out of this segment, and uh, I think it's time to talk <laughs> some sports betting. So maybe it's time to bring in Scott Hastings. Um, I'm all right, goodbye, all of you. Oh yeah, see you, Wanya. Wanya. Yeah. Cheerio. Yep. We this for 15 minutes every week out of the two hours of the podcasting. We trade off Wanye, and in return, we get Scott Hastings from Odd Shark. Odd Shark, your spot for sports gambling and information. They are all geniuses. They have a staff full of geniuses. They also have the Odd Shark supercomputer. They tell you everything from the public lines. If it's Sunday morning and you're like, shit, I haven't put any money on these NFL games and I'm an absolute degenerate, go to Odd Shark. They will help you out. Scott Hastings, how are you? Hey, what's going on, fellas? And hopefully it was a successful First Sunday betting for all of you. Yeah, we'll no, get to- I bet on the Cleveland Browns. I bet I bet it with my heart again, Scott. I put it all on the Browns plus three fifty and got kicked right in the nuts. Yep, yeah, you did. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Before we dig into NFL, Scott, what's the best pizza place around your house in Toronto? Where's the number one? They were just talking about uh, a good spot here in Edmonton. Well, we're a little further east than Toronto, okay. meaning right on right on the east coast. Oh, you're of, on the coast. Uh, beautiful, oh. beautiful Nova Scotia. Oh. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of corner store joints, but uh, there's a a pizza. What am I? A chain, I guess. They've got three or four locations that a lot of people like, and it's Alexandra's, and it's got a nice garlic bread crust. So a lot of people like that one. Well, if you're an East Coaster, which I, you know what, I actually knew that. I should have <laughs> interrupted. Yeah, what sorry, is your favorite Don Air? Uh, there's a there's a nice corner store like maybe 20 minutes outside of the city, and that's the spot. None of the city Don Air junk. Get that out of here. You got to go outside the city for the good stuff. What's it called? Tulane's. Tulane's. There was yeah. recently. So I don't know if you pay attention to what we do, but in the in the midst of the COVID uh, shutdown, we did a Don Don Airs are huge here in Edmonton. Yeah. And I know this has nothing to do with gambling, but next year, the review, we should put odds and we should bet it like a book. And that's, yeah, that's something we should collaborate on. Because if our friends in Odd Shark are out, out on the East Coast, they get how to handicap and bet and put odds on Don't Airs. But yeah, we, did a, we did a Don't Air bracket 
And it got so much attention that a publication in Halifax did the same thing. Yeah, yeah, they just just wrapped one up there in June or July. So uh, when I was out in Edmonton in 2012, uh, donors were just starting to hit the spot. So I'm glad to see that it's really taken off. Yeah, Edmonton's oh, a big donor market. Huge, huge, huge. Uh, looking at <laughs> looking at the NFL, Scott, uh, biggest surprise in week one. We knew there were going to be some. I didn't think it was going to be Washington over Philadelphia, but was that the one that stunned books the most? Yeah, I'd say that was a big one. Everyone was on the, uh, the Eagles there. But, you know, that, that Washington front defensive line is, is nasty. Really, really good. Of course, they had the second overall pick, which they used on uh, uh, Chase, Chase Young out of yeah. Ohio State. Uh, like, that offensive line, is, is re- it's going to cause a lot of issues for a lot of teams. And Dwayne Haskins mixed with Terry McLaurin, like, they're a good, you know, combination between the two of them. They're not going to win you a ton of games, but they're they're not going to be they're not going to be a pushover that they were in the past. So I think that was uh, that was it was a bit of a trap too because Philly was losing like Alshon Jeffrey and Miles Sanders didn't play right, so it was a, it was a sketchy line to begin with. And I think uh, the outright win was surprising to me, but I wasn't surprised they covered. Interesting. Uh, we're one week through here. I want to talk about some week two lines, then we're going to talk hockey. If the, any of you three have anything, feel free to hop in as well. But how much will one week, will it change like futures bets, Super Bowl odds, or anything like that at all? Or how long does it usually take until like week to week results start having a bit of an impact there? Yeah, the, the Super Bowl market, you might see you might see the odd fluctuation in a uh, more like back of the pack. So like a team like uh, like Jacksonville might get a big jump because they had that big win over the Colts, whereas you might see the Colts fall from where they were. But as far as like your top five to eight teams, you're not going to see much change based on one week, unless there was a big upset. So like you'll see the Eagles probably drop, uh, notably of the top teams. Interesting. Interesting. What about the Colts and the and the Jaguars? What did you think about that uh, upset there? I know a lot of people who lost Survivor picks because yeah. it seemed like Indy was going to come out and uh, and destroy the Jacksonville Jaguars, but Gardner Minshew he pulled yeah. it together. Yeah, Minshew, man, Minshew magic. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I was I was surprised by that one. I had the Colts winning that one and covering and and uh, firing Phil. He just Phil Rivers. He just manages to do it year year in and year out where he should win games. And he loses them, or he should lose games, and he should win them. Uh, you know, the Colts might be an unbettable team, much like the Chargers have been for the last few years. Looking ahead to some lines coming up here, one of the things you've been telling us is, you know, if a line looks too good to be true, it probably is. So we just watched Philly get dominated on the line, and now they're going to play L.A., and L.A. is plus three. That doesn't compute to me. I do not understand why LA is the underdogs there. Yeah. If it smells like a duck and it walks like a duck, it's probably a duck. Um, but you know, LA, I don't, I don't believe the Rams are what they are. I think they, I think they choreograph a lot of their playbook. And I think as the season goes on, they're going to get exposed. I don't think Goff can think on the line. I really don't. It seems like he's, and that's why they went with that quick tempo. You just want to rub this in over the Cowboys a lot. Um, they went with that quick tempo all night last night. And it just seems like he's able to have that communication with Sean McVay where he's pointing out areas of weakness in the defense. And he can pick them apart. He wasn't throwing the ball downfield. It was just these short 
short passes, yada, yada, and away he goes. Uh, Robert Woods looked terrific. Yeah. Oh, God, you got to mm-hmm. slow him down. Um, but I think as the season wears down and their playbook is a little more exposed or it's been shown over and over, I think they're going to hit a wall. But maybe I'm wrong. I just don't have a lot of faith in Jared Goff. So when I, when I think about what he's saying about the Eagles and the Rams, I also think that the Eagles look so good after the first half. And when a team's up big after the first half, they tend to come out maybe with a little bit of, you know, uh, you know, looking past the second half. Let's just, you know, we're going to win this one. Let's get out of it. Whereas in Washington, they went in at halftime and they watched their coach get an IV, uh, you know, due to his cancer treatment. And I think that picked them up. And I, what I believe is, is that like the Eagles played as, you know, they went down to the bottom of the barrel as they could play, and Washington probably played the best they could possibly play in that second half to get Ron Rivera a win in his first game. And so you see the best of the Rams, and you see the worst of the Eagles in that second half, and I don't think that's what those two teams are. I, like That's why I see the change in the line. Yeah, I, what do you I, think? Think, I think as the, as the week goes on, you're going to see money come in on the Rams. I wouldn't be surprised if this closes closer to a pick-up. Because I, I do agree that the three points is, is large because I I don't I, – honestly, I don't think both teams are overly that good. Maybe if the Eagles get healthier, uh, they'd be worth being the favorite, especially being the home team. Uh, there was this narrative that came out leading into week one that all the home teams were going to dominate. I don't know where that came from. Yeah. But I believe they went somewhere in the vicinity of seven and four. Is that correct? Something in that range. So it wasn't like – it, that was like a normal NFL Sunday that you would get majority of the home teams are going to win. Like that's it's simple logic. Like that's usually how it goes. But there was this narrative that they were just going to sweep the board, and that that was far from being true. Yeah, Scott. Last week you gave me my beginner uh, betting question of the week was maybe looking at some money lines as a good start for NFL betting. Mm-hmm. What about the flip side of the ledger for my beginning betters? What should we be avoiding at all costs when maybe we still don't understand what's doing yet when it comes to betting on football? Listening to your heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blindly betting a 10-leg parlay. That's probably not a wise decision. <laughs> uh, par- parlays is one that you should probably avoid beginning just because if you're struggling to pick one game correctly, you're not picking four games correctly. Sure, you might get lucky here and there and you might win. 150, 200 bucks, and you're like, hey, look, I'm good at gambling, but you've lost $300 on doing these parlays over the long run. So I would recommend staying away from parlays until you, or yeah, parlays until you start getting more comfortable and getting essentially better. So when you're starting to click at a better rate, 50%, 55%, then you might be interested in looking at a parlay. But if you're only hitting single bets at 35 and 40%, which is the reality for the average better, Parlays ain't your jam. The other thing is uh, alt, alt lines. A lot of people will say, uh, you know, the, the Rams are plus three. Well, I'm going to take them to win outright. Or, I'm, sorry, that's a bad example. Steelers are minus six tonight against the Giants. I'm going to take them to win by minus nine. I think the Giants are horrible, yada, yada, yada. If you're not a strong better and trying to give more points, it's just – it's not worth your risk at this point just for the extra value. Stick to the basics. Stick to what the book's given you and go from there. So, Scott, I was going to talk to you about tonight's game, uh, the second half of the doubleheader. Um, we got the Tennessee Titans, who are a minus three uh, betting favorite, over the Denver Broncos, who are at home playing in mile high. Now, from what I know, they don't send Eastern teams over to the West 
to play late night games. And this game is later than most. It's going to start at 10:20 their time. You know, so their circadian rhythms are going to be a little bit off. Not Ooh, to mention geez. they didn't they didn't have a preseason, and therefore, you know, getting your stamina is going to be affected. Playing up in the air in Denver, it's also going to affect that. So, wow. what do you think about Denver's chances tonight in betting Denver? Yeah, I haven't tapped circadian rhythms before, but I love this one. This is <laughs> a new <laughs> one for me. I love like it. Next level. Level. <laughs> yeah, Bring no, I love that. I love that. No, you know, any road team going to Denver is it's always an interesting uh, dynamic because of the high altitude, and many players will sit out um, for various reasons. You know, the oxygen levels and whatnot. I liked Denver going into the week, and then losing Von Miller scared me away. So I don't have a play for the game per se, but I do. I like the value Denver's getting as an underdog. Of course, the run game, Derrick Henry, he's he's such a monster that, especially in the early going with no preseason, the passing game for most teams, you're going to see that deteriorate a little bit and you can run the ball. When you've got a monster like him running the ball, like there's there's a clear advantage for the Titans on the on the run game because I don't know what Denver's doing with the, the, the Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon situation. I thought it was a bizarre signing but for Melvin Gordon, but... Uh, yeah, I, I liked Denver going into the week. If I was to make a pick on the game, that's who I'd be taking. I'd take them out right to win. Um, but losing Von Miller scared me a little bit, so I'm going to sit back and enjoy it. The one area I'm going to give Jerry Judy. Point, yeah, Jerry Judy, yeah. Um, the one area I'm going to give some love to, the guys in Bet's show that you guys at Odd Trek do, I love it. Joe Osborne and them, it, it's incredibly <laughs> entertaining. Uh, the one thing Joe kind of got me on, I th- it, it was closer to the end of last year's when I started doing this, but teaser bets. Mm-hmm. explain that a little bit to the listeners because like I, I love it. Like I'm looking at this coming week here. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs minus eight and a half. San Francisco minus seven. If you tease those down six points, like Chiefs minus two and a half against LA feels like a lock to me. Niners minus one feels like a lock and you just got to parlay that. It's minus 120. It feels like an easy way to shift things really in your favor. Am I wrong in thinking that? No, no, definitely. If you got a strong feel for it, uh, teaser bets are definitely, it, it, it's like the old betting. It, it can work out in some certain situations. Basically, you want to cross over key numbers. So your key numbers are three and seven, your field goal and, and your touchdown. Never want to tease um, an underdog to a favorite. Don't do that. Because if you're going to take them, just take them to win, yeah. right? You're not going to take a plus three, give them six points and take the minus three. No, just take them to win outright as a, it's a plus money underdog. Um, so that's sort of what you're looking at. If you think it's going to be a tight game be- between, you know, the Chiefs and Ravens or whatever, and the line set at three and a half, maybe you buy that point down to two and a half, and then it's just a field goal game versus a about four or more point game. Yeah. So that's essentially what a teaser bet is doing, is you're buying points to uh, cross over key, term- key lines. So if you're sitting at like five, five and a half, I don't really see the point of buying points. It's just you're sort of stuck in this no man's land that if you start to buy too many points, you lose the value of the bet itself. So I look for more of that seven and a half, three and a half type situation where I can cross over a touchdown or a field goal and, and, and get a better line. And I've never done a teaser, but I'm telling like if, if you if you have a game that's at seven and you buy four points so that it's now a field goal game and they win by eight. You could have mm-hmm. just won on your initial bet. 
uh, I've never felt that. Do you feel like a dummy or what is, what is that? Like, is that, <laughs> like, I, 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 I've never understood the teaser. I'm not going to lie to you. I've never done them. I, I recommend again, personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy that many points. I'm looking at oh, okay. the, the one point. So okay. like a three and a half to a two and a half. That's all I oh. like to do. I like to keep it very small because I think when you start to buy more points, you're just losing the value in and then, yeah, you feel like a bozo when, uh, <laughs> when, yeah, you, you had this, the seven point win, you bought it down to five or something, and then they win by eight. You're like, oh, well, I could have just had the value at that number. Um, I find I've used it more in basketball than I have in football because I don't know how many times I've been hit by just the hook, you know, three and a half, and they win by three. And it's like, well, that did me nothing. So I like to, that, that's another way you can use it is, um, you can buy a half point versus a full point especially in basketball and you can buy that and look for a push or a win. So obviously if your team covers outright, you get your win, but you can then save yourself a little bit on the push compared to um, if in that situation, a three and a half, you buy the three and they win by three. Well, you've just got to push push is better than a loss. And as they say in guys and bets, uh, a push is a win there for Ninja. So he likes those. <laughs> oh Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we, we spent a ton of time on NFL, so I have one hockey one for you, then I'll see if anyone else has a, has a final question here. But I'm looking at the Lightning. They're like minus 160 now to win the Cup. Like That's not good enough value, really, for me to bet on them to win the Cup. But then I'm looking everywhere else, and I'm like, well, now I can't see Tampa Bay losing either. I'm in a weird spot here with the Stanley Cup because like, I can't see anyone but Tampa Bay winning. Yeah, especially if Stammer comes yeah. back. You see, he's training today. Holy <laughs> jumpins, back skate with the boys, and they're already rolling. Um, my recommendation, and this is the approach, I think I think the Lightning do win. I think they're rolling. Um, is to just bet them every game. Okay. You know, I, I just think you're going to get because they're not going to be more than a two hundred uh, minus two hundred favorite over Dallas or or Vegas makes a comeback, but certainly looks like it's going to be Dallas and Tampa. And I can't imagine they might get a. I can't imagine they get a 200 line in the Stanley Cup Finals. So you're probably going to get them in around the 170, 180 range. So I think that's just your better approach than a minus 165 to win four games. Ah, it just doesn't seem right. What's, you know what what's, blow, what's, what's blowing me away for tonight's game is that Dallas is so heavily underdog. The whole playoffs. Yeah, that's playoffs, an elimination been, game. Like, how do you not just want to sprinkle something on there? Because it's I, I'm seeing plus two hundred five right now. Yeah, it's 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 crazy really? against the Avalanche. Yeah. The same thing. All series they were underdogs and they just keep winning. And I, you know, I had Vegas winning this series, but Dallas is making me look like fool, like a fool. So you know, it's hard not to bet on Dallas, but there's something about them that you don't want to bet on. I don't know. I know. Is, I don't trust Hudobin still. Like as weird yeah. as it is, I'm like I, I feel like this guy's due for a bad game eventually here. Yeah, wins the con Smythe. We yeah. still doubt him. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, you know, I was I having would... some luck. I was having some luck with the Islanders with scoring the first goal a lot against the Tampa Bay mm. Lightning. So to yeah. get value, I would wait till they scored the first goal and then bet Tampa. Yeah, live yeah. betting, and it worked three times out of four. So that was good. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's I've, I've said this on the podcast a few times that, especially in the series prices, if, if there's a team I really like, Tampa Bay, what was it, Tampa Bay against, who did they lose the first game to? Boston. Boston, yeah. And uh, and I said, you know, I, I, I think they opened at minus 200 or minus 180, and I said, wait for one game. If they lose, hammer them. And sure enough, I think you got them at about plus 150 or something like that. 
It might be the same approach to use in the Stanley Cup final as well. If they play Dallas and somehow could open gets another goose egg and, and it might blow up in your face, but you might be able to get uh, Tampa at a better line if they happen to lose that first game. Of course, that's a risky way to go because you may bank on that strategy and they don't lose the first game. Now you're really screwed. Yeah. But uh, sometimes you just gotta. Sometimes you just gotta not bet though. If there's times that you just you just don't like something, you don't gotta force it. Scott, as much as that sucks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as much as it sucks to sit on the sidelines, kind of. You're right. Sometimes it is the smartest play to just not force a bet. Yeah. Yeah, but I like the under goal and a half this first period here in tonight's game. Okay. They've scored a total of one goal in the first period this entire series. Interesting. Two more things. Two um, more. Do, you, do you, just very quick, are over and under dumb to bet? No, definitely not. Uh, depends on the sport. Uh, but I mostly football. Can... I mean, hockey's tough, but because they always set the over under at like six or five and a half, six. But football, they're all over the place, and I always find myself having overs because <laughs> who wants to bet under, right? Yeah, that's right. Life is too short for the so under. Is it a soccer bet? No, definitely not. It, it, some good research, and you can you can find some angles there. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's. I, I think that totals are tougher bets, but some people absolutely crush them. So it's just a matter of proper research and see if you can find an angle like the what was it the Saints and Chiefs last year that had a hundred points. And the yeah. total was set at like 56. Yeah. I outlined that to the max. And I think it was 64 and a half. And it, pfft, I was like, I don't care. I got that at plus 300. I was like, this is going over <laughs> by a mile. And sure enough, it did. So there are times that you can find a sneaky play. Uh, but most times, yeah, the totals can be tricky. Cool. And then Steelers, Steelers, Giants. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I just want you to make my pick for me so I don't have to. Well, I know it's going to be Steelers, but. I don't know. Oh, Everyone's God. on. The, yes, see? Well, the computer, the, the computer's saying Giants to win the game. What? What has changed? I, I, I don't know. Everyone is on Pittsburgh. I have this weird feeling about the Giants. Uh, you know, what if Daniel Jones makes that step forward? Yeah. I hate the Giants. I'm a Dallas fan. I hate them. But something inside me is telling me to bet them. I haven't made a bet on the game, but who knows? There could be a little. Money line sprinkle just before the kickoff. So I don't know. Something telling me the Giants are winning this game. Interesting. Well, we will. Yeah. Uh, that was a that was a tough one for you last night. Then I'm uh, sorry about Dak. That was I thought he had it, man. But that was a bad two minute drill, and it just was a heartbreaker for my yeah. bank account too because uh, I bet heavily on him. <laughs> classic Dallas. Yeah. Scott, as always, man, we appreciate it. Alrighty, take care, guys. See ya. There you go, Scott Hastings from Odd Chart. Check him out if you want to bet on the Monday Nighter or if you want some good plays for next week. We will be uh, we'll be we'll be talking about it all here over the next uh, or on Thursday as well. We'll touch on it. We'll give you our locks. Uh, that is some good betting talk, though. Scott Hastings, smart man, smart man. Oh, I really I need Saquon and Juju to go off today for fantasy. Have any chance? Oh God. Jeez. Do I Are we ever still do some Big Brother today or no? No, let's save it for Thursday because we're already at an hour five today. And, and uh, okay, good. Yeah. I don't know if I have the emotional level left for that. Yeah, yeah I want to. Tyler, what are you doing, man? Oh, uh, yeah, we'll, a lot we'll get to of, it. A lot of what are you doing? Yeah, he'll figure it out. We'll talk. We'll talk about it, it on Thursday. There'll be some results to chat about in Big Brother, at least you know after a veto and all that. So we'll chat about that on Thursday. We'll give you our locks of the week on Thursday. Uh, I had Oilers rumors written down here. So, oh, uh, let's do it. Let's no, talk about it. No, no, no. We're saving it for Thursday. That'll be Thursday's yeah. show. That's my ultimate okay. I've got some I want to bring up in terms of um, 
and the talk related. So could wait till Thursday. So I'll have to readjust the reminder on my phone to talk about it. Yeah. But uh, an idea around uh, next season. Sounds good. All that right. would be stressful for all of us if it happened. For Chalmers, Bag Milk, Wanye, Jay, I'm Tyler Remchuk. Episode 213 of the Real Life Podcast brought to you by Japa Machinery. Don't forget, right now, if you're in the need for some equipment rentals, they are running a promo. It's 10% off their book rates. Give them a shout. Give them a call. Check them out online. You can even follow them on Twitter and Instagram. They got some sweet photos going up of big machines. I like them. Episode 213 of the Real Life Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. It is over. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.